Back again to Jimmy Allen and his air adventures. Jimmy dived down ahead of Speed Robertson and made a crash that was supposed to have been executed by his chum, thus saving Speed from being blown up by the live bomb on his ship, which had been substituted for the one of the dummy bombs. Jimmy and Roy Phelps, who had acted as his observer, were badly shaken up, but neither was seriously injured. Meanwhile, Flash Lewis had gone to find Mike Mancuso, the mechanic who had confessed substituting the bomb to Jimmy. But Flash discovered that Mancuso had disappeared for parts unknown. It is now in the evening, four days later. Jimmy and Speed have finished dinner and are sitting in the pilot's quarters talking over the events of the past few days. Oh, I didn't use my head that time, Speed. What do you mean, Jim? As soon as Mancuso confessed having been responsible for switching those bombs, I should have called some of the other mechanics and had him held until the crash was over. Uh, I'm not so sure of that. You didn't have very much time. Didn't you say there was six minutes to 12 when he made that statement to you? Yes, it was. But at least I could have had Flash go after him and prevent his getting away until I came down again. Yeah, but I don't think Flash would have done that anyway. He was too anxious about what was going to happen to you and me. I doubt if a team of wild horses could have dragged him away from that field. I guess you're right there. Flash sure thinks a lot of you, Speed. He was almost beside himself all morning while you were getting ready for that crash. Yeah, I guess so. I think you're just about okay, too. Oh, that certainly makes me feel good. Say, Speed, do you think Baloo was back of Mancuso? Uh, Mancuso was doing the dirty work for Baloo. Now that he's gone, Baloo hadn't anyone to do his work for him. That's a darn shame, though. If we could have held Mancuso here, and he would have confessed that Baloo was the one who put him up to it, we could have put Baloo in the jug right now. Yeah, I'll say we could have. And that would have been a mighty fine thing, too, if you ask me. As it is, I'm afraid Pacific Studios are going to get their picture out ahead of us. They haven't had any of the delays that we've been plagued with. You know... I got to thinking about this strange business last night. It seemed to me it was rather strange that Baloo had been able to get this other job with Pacific Studios in such a short length of time. Why, just the day before he made you and Milliken that proposition about working together for the good of both pictures, remember he warned us not to take this job with Mammoth. Now, you know, I've been doing some thinking along those lines myself, Jim. It escaped my attention at the time, but since we've had all this trouble with Baloo, I've given the matter more consideration. If you remember correctly, Milliken said he had given the script of this story we're working on to Baloo when he was first considering hiring him. He wanted Baloo to look it over and give his opinion on the flying angles. That's right. So Baloo knew just what the story was going to be before he got the job with Pacific. That's correct. Now, what could have been easier than for him to go to Pacific, tell him exactly what the story was, and sell him on the idea of filming another one very close to it? Sure. And then, by preventing us from finishing before they did... Pacific could get their picture in the exhibitor's hands first. And that'd be just like Baloo. He's crafty and shrewd, and and something like that would appeal to him anyway. I wonder if there isn't some way that we could prove that Baloo has done this. I doubt it very much, Jim. Stealing stories is called plagiarism, and I know this. Unless you have something extremely definite to go on, it's a tough thing to prove in court. However, there's another thing that's worrying me very much. Well, what's that, Speed? That's Harry Phelps. Have you noticed him lately? Oh, yes, yes, I have. He goes around looking as if he's just seen a ghost. And he jumps out of his shoes at any sudden noise. He can't go on much longer the way he is, Jim. He's under a terrible strain of some kind. If Baloo doesn't kill him, which he seems so afraid of, why, he'll kill himself. It's a miracle to me he hasn't cracked up before this, Speed. I've never seen such ragged flying in my life. Why, yesterday, when he came in to make a landing, after we got through with that bombing sequence, he had to shoot the field five times before he could get his P-47 on the ground. And even then, he bounced about ten feet in the air. Boy, I was certain that landing gear was going to collapse. Yeah, I saw that. Anyway, those thunderbolts are built like a brick wall, Jim. 
I guess Harry just happened to have one that was in a little better shape than the others. Yeah, but there's something else, too, Speed. His flying has become so bad lately that, well, all of the other pilots are afraid to fly near him in the air. I've heard several of the boys say that they absolutely refuse to fly formation with him. Yeah, I know it. Now, because of that very reason, I've always made him fly in the number seven slot. Even then, the rest of the boys are watching him so much of the time they can't keep a good formation themselves. Maybe for his own good, you'd better ground him. Well, I'd like to do that, Jim. But in the first place, we're short of pilots, and for the second, I'd have to take him off the payroll if I grounded him. Yeah, that's right, too. Well, I heard Mr. Stewart say we'd completed more than half of the air scenes. Maybe Harry can get by until we're through. I sure hope he can. And what about Roy Phelps? You've seen more of him both on the ground and in the air than I have the last few days. How's he getting along? Oh, Roy's coming along fine, Speed. He's lost a lot of that nervousness he had in the beginning. If it wasn't for his father, he'd be, well, he'd be just about as good as some of the other pilots we have. Uh, he's worrying about Harry all the time. Huh? He sure is. And when he's in the air, his own flying gets sort of ragged because he's always got his eyes on his father. Do you think Roy will ever make a pilot? Oh, I'm sure he will, Speed. This mingling and flying with the other pilots is doing him a world of good. Hey, here he comes now. Oh, yeah. Hello there, Mr. Robertson. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Roy. Hello. Well, if you boys will excuse me, I want to talk to Flash about those ships we're going to use tomorrow. Sure, go right ahead, Speed. I'll chew the fat with Roy here for a while. Well, see you later. Right. Why, Jim, there's something I wanted to ask you. Why, sure, Roy, go right ahead. Well, it's about my flying. Have I shown any improvement since the day you checked me out? A world of improvement, Roy. I was just talking to Speed about that before you came up. Flying the different types of ships we have here especially with these older, experienced pilots, is doing you a lot of good. Well, I'm mighty glad to hear you say that, Jim. You know, flying's going to be my profession, and I sure want to be a good pilot. Well, as far as I can see, there's only one thing wrong with your flying, and that's something I don't think you have any control over. What do you mean, Jim? And just this, Roy. You're worrying so much about your father that your own flying is often, well, it's often rather ragged. Yeah, Jim, I know. That's perfectly true. I try not to worry about it, but it gets the best of me. There's no use kidding myself, and I guess you and Mr. Robertson have noticed it, too. Dad's much worse now than when we first started. I sometimes am so worried about him that I don't know what to do. You know, Jim, lately, Dad's been having the most terrible nightmares. I'll wake up suddenly, and there he'll be sitting in his bed, trying to make a forced landing with his planer, uh, trying to beat out the flames with his hands. Evidently, he imagines his plane is caught on fire, and, and then at other times he seems to think that Baloo is after him and he'll scream out, Don't let him get me. Ah, Roy, take it easy. Don't let this sort of thing get you down. I heard Mr. Stewart say today we were more than halfway through the picture. And if your dad can only hold out another week or so, I, I think we'll be all through. Oh, I hope so, Jim. As soon as the picture is over, I'm going to take Dad away somewhere where it's nice and quiet, where he can have a good rest. And it'll be somewhere 2,000 miles from where Baloo is. And that'd be a fine idea, Roy. But say, what are you going to do afterward? Well, I don't know, Jim. I'd like to get a flying job somewhere. Hmm. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll speak to Speed Robertson. Maybe he can do something for you with Grand National Airways. Oh, gee, that'd be swell, Jim. I'd give anything in the world to work under a man like Speed Robertson. He's a swell fella. He sure is. Oh, here he comes now. I'll speak to him about that right away. Well, boys, you know what? We'll have more ships available for flying tomorrow than we've ever had before. Good old Flash has practically rebuilt some of those ships that were so bad. Oh, gee, that's swell, Speed. For once, we'll have enough ships to fly. Well, I've got to be running along. See you in the morning. Good night. Good night, Roy. Good night. See you tomorrow. Roy was telling me his father's been having frightful nightmares. Yeah, I can well believe that, Jim. He sure looks like it. As soon as the picture's over, he... Roy's going to take his father away for a good long rest. Well, that sure won't do him any harm. Boy, his nerves are completely shot. 
I wonder if we couldn't do something for Roy Speed. Do you think there'd be any chance of getting him a job with Grand National Airways? Uh-huh. I'm doing a little promoting. Well, kid, I'll see what I can do as soon as I get back to Kansas City. Do you think he'd make a good airline pilot? Yes, yes, I think he would, Speed. Especially if he could work as a co-pilot for a while under someone like Pat Murphy or Bob Fisk. Anyway, he, he thinks you're a swell guy. Oh, he does, huh? Well, I'm not so sure that his judgment's good after all. Oh, yeah? Well, I think you're a swell guy, too. Now, both of us can't be wrong. Come on now, Jimmy. What are you trying to do? Get me all buttered up so that I'll set you up to an ice cream soda? <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Oh, look, Speed. Here comes Butch with the evening meal. Anything for us, Butch? Yeah, there's a letter for you, Jim, and one for Mr. Robertson. Oh, good. Give me mine. Swell. Say, mine's from Mom. Who's yours from, Speed? Well, I don't know, Jim. I sure don't recognize his handwriting. It's postmarked Chicago. Chicago? Well, what do you know about this? What? Well, this letter is from Mike Mancuso. Here, I'll read it. Mr. Speed Robertson. Please, Mr. Robertson, I cannot come back to work for you. I hope you did not get hurt from the bomb. If I should come back to California, I should get killed or put in jail. I cannot say anything else. Please, Mr. Robertson, forgive me. Mike Mancuso. Oh, can you tie that? Huh. One thing's a cinch. Harry Phelps isn't the only one that's scared to death of Baloo. Uh, you're right, Jim. I'd sure give a lot to know what Baloo has on these men. So would I, Speed. Oh, look, here comes our director, Mr. Stewart. Hmm, he seems very much excited about something. Yeah. Good evening, Robertson. How are you, Alan? Hello, Mr. Stewart. Hello. Did I see you two in private? Oh, certainly, Mr. Stewart. Come right in our room here. Thank you. Gentlemen, a most grave situation has arisen. Mr. Milliken and I have been very much concerned about this aviation picture, as you know. Disquieting rumors have now come to us from certain trade sources concerning the picture Pacific Studios is making. We've been doing some quiet investigating and have discovered that the Pacific picture has a most astounding similarity to the one we are filming. Yeah? Well, you know, Jimmy and I were talking on this very subject tonight, Mr. Stewart. Isn't it true that Nails Ballou had the script of this story in his possession before Pacific Studios announced their intention of making an air picture? Why, yes, Robertson, he did. Huh. Perhaps the answer lies right there, Mr. Stewart. Mm, well, gentlemen, we've definitely proved this to be a fact. Someone has stolen our story, but changed it sufficiently to be just outside the law. Now, would that be easy to do? For a clever writer, yes. Niels Ballou is the one that did it. I'm certain of it. And another thing. He's been doing everything in his power to delay us, while they've been going right ahead on their own picture just fine. You're absolutely right, Alan. I can see the whole thing now. Well, isn't there anything we can do about it, Mr. Stewart? Well, I don't know about that yet, but I can tell you this. If we don't get our picture on the market before the Pacific people do, we might as well quit right now. It looks as if the dishonest Baloo has outwitted Mammoth Studios. But what can be done about it? Don't miss the next episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. <laughs>